and we are now recording and I can't do anything silly now. Welcome to all of you. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Hello, all of you. Good to see all of you as usual. Renee, we see you. Good night. Well, hopefully not good night in a way as if you're fit to leave. But if you have to leave, we will be grateful for you. Persistence. We're wrapping up persistence. 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 It's so strong. I introduced it in two weeks ago in the second hour of a class. And then I turned right around and gave you persistence. Last week, and we went, well, we were supposed to go narrow. We kind of went wide, but you all took it there. And now I think we're going to just follow the same energy and, and, and keep that. So let's see where we're going. Who among you learned something last week and actually applied it? That's my question. Uh-huh. Okay, go ahead. We got Tempest first, Deanna second. Uh, it was, I guess, more reminders, but just to keep showing up, keep putting in the work, keep staying in a great vibration. So, what I'm burning, what my burning desire is, will come to me. And ever since I, it feels like a long time ago. I didn't realize it was just a week ago, but it feels like once I left class last week, I felt don't take this arrogantly. I felt unstoppable. I felt, I felt <clears throat> like nothing can get in my way. Nothing can stop me. Only thing that can stop me is if I stop. And I've been like literally moving forward ever since last Wednesday. And there it is. That is fantastic. That is great. And I believe it because I have seen it, even complimented you two days ago. Great job there. Who else among you? You must have a really good teacher to make you feel unstoppable. Yeah, I must, have been a, must have been a really good teacher of the class. Who else? Who else? Actually, don't, don't answer if you, oh, no, I'm sorry. Diana, I said you're next. Go ahead. Mine was more so pushing me again the fact the the opposite when you if you basically if you do not have your burning desire on your mind, you're susceptible to everything else. So if you if you're not focused on the one thing you want, then your mind is open to getting everything you don't want, everything you didn't think about, and all the extra. So that resonated with me last week. It's a good point. I want to highlight something that I want to highlight something that both Tempest said and Deanna said that really are meshing together. They're telling one meta narrative. Okay, let's start with Deanna and work backwards. That 
if you don't have your burning desire on your mind, you're susceptible to everything else. Who knows this to be true? Okay, give me some feedback on that. Isn't it in this book where he talks about an idol mind, or am I mixing it with something else? Well, somewhere, I read a lot, so I don't know exactly where, but somewhere it says, you know, it's a cliche, I mind is the devil's playground. And I agree with Deanna because the, the few seconds that my burning desire wasn't on my mind, I felt depressed. I felt sad. I felt like this wasn't going to work. And the moment I switched focus and went back to, no, here's my burning desire, all of that faded away. All, even <clears throat> being upset with people, even not forgiving people has become easier because me not forgiving people is taking me further away from my burning desire. And at this point, my burning desire is the only thing on my mind. So I'm not going to entertain things that's pulling me away. So if it's me that has to do the work, then it's me that has to do the work. Fantastic. There's a lot that you, you said eight or nine things. I wish I could just open up, but we would need eight or nine hours to fully dive into them. It's fantastic. Let's start back with Deanna's revelation because some of us are visual learners. So I want to use audible. I want to use my audio, my voice to paint a visual picture to catch all of us up. Let's say Deanna's start point, since this is the illustration. Her start point was, if I don't have my mind or my, my burning desire, I'll open up myself to everything else. Tempest then just said, yeah, no doubt. As a matter of fact, it has let me know that when I suffer with unforgiveness, not only am I open up to everything else, I give up everything I wanted. It's basically what Tempest said. Can you see the picture there? Now, let's give you a bigger picture and a more concise picture, I should say, a more narrow picture, and it ties into the beginning of this book. There is a key principle in the beginning of this book. It is also in Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and this book also starts off this way. Both Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I'll give you some hints when he's talking to the two boys about paying people to less, if you've read that book. And in this book, Napoleon Hill is talking to someone. That's all I'll say. Okay. Let's draw a picture again for you. Deanna said, well, let me let's work backwards again. Tempest said, you know what? Not only do I agree with that, that if I don't focus on my burning desire, that I, I get all other attentions, but if I start only holding on to how angry I am at someone, I throw away what I want. That coupled with saying the same thing. Now, Deanna is saying, yeah, you know what? If I don't follow my burning desire, everything else shows up. All right. What key principle is that? You can say it in one or two different ways, and it's in the beginning of this book. Take it down time. I won't give the answer away. It'd be far more powerful if you connect the own dots. Feel free to guess. Anybody, in person, online, what key principle is that? 
I could draw a better picture. Okay, who is that online? Okay, keep going. Okay, she said power of thought. It's in there. It's in there. It's around there. Let's give you. Robert Kiyosaki said it to the boys. Napoleon Hill was talking to someone. Who was Napoleon Hill talking to? At the beginning of the book. Okay, Andrew Carnegie. Good job. Napoleon Hill was talking to Andrew Carnegie. Would you like Carnegie asked Napoleon Hill a doggone question? Uh huh. Can you say it again, please? You have to make a decision. Okay, you stop right there. Now it is make a decision, but now I want you to go to the. It is make a decision. You, you you do know make a decision at the beginning of the book, but I'm looking for something else that has something to do with decision. Definite purpose is there, but let's stick with decision. Let's stick with decision. No, no, it is. It, it, no, you're right. The answer is power of decision or making a, a decision. But listen to. Okay, let me paint. Let me paint a better picture. Yana said. When I do not make a decision to focus on my burning desire, this thing shows up. Tempest says, not only do I agree with that, but when I make a decision to focus on unforgiveness, I throw away what I really wanted because this thing showed up. What is it? No, it's still, still use the word decision. It's, it's on the road to poverty. If making a, just take the decision to the inverse, indecisive. There it is. When you do not focus on your burning desire, you automatically invoke your decision to not make one. Listen to what, pay attention to what Diana said. You know, I don't pay attention to my burning eye. Everything else, yeah, yeah. Now you got all these options. And you know what's worse, ladies and gentlemen? Some of you are suffering not because of procrastination, because you got too many doggone options. Some of you got way too many options. You don't know which company you want to start. Which which path you want to go down? You don't want to be a speaker, trainer, or coach. You won't even start. You want to start all three at the same time. You can't say three words at the same time. Why are you trying to start three careers at the same time? Some of you never finish a book because you read three of them at one time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Deanna says, when I don't make a definite decision for what I desire, everything else that's going to hold me back, distract me, is going to show up indecision. You're going to be stuck in indecision because you didn't make a decision. Tempest inverse still. Tempest says, I agree with that. As a matter of fact, let me give you support detail. When I make a definite decision to be unforgiving, okay, I'm so focused on not forgiving that I lose what I want. There's two different things happening here. If you don't make a decision for your burn desire, you get indecisiveness. 
if y'all make decisions that don't serve you, you toss away your dreams decisively. I said a little lower diction. In fact, I'll say it and you should write this down word for word. When I don't decide on my burning desire, I instantly decide to attract thousands of decisions. When I do not decide on my burning desire, my definite purpose, I instantly attract thousands of other decisions. Everybody got that? When I do not decide on my burning desire, I instantly attract thousands of other decisions. And we know what's understood is those decisions don't serve me. How do you know? Because you didn't focus on the one that did. Now, let's take Tippett's statement. When I, when I make a definite decision for something that is poison, I also make a definite decision to throw away my prosperity. I can repeat it one way. When I make a definite decision to select poison, I also make a definite decision to throw away my dreams. I need you to get, so you, you, you all have to learn how to take a sentence and go to the inverse of it. And I'll prove it to you here, here in a second. Let me repeat both of those sentences and I'll try to do it even lower diction so you can handle it and write it down. When I make a decision to be indecisive, I attract thousands of other indecisive options. Thousands of other options that's gonna keep me indecisive. Because if you did not choose your burning desire, Chantel, you automatically chose indecision in that case. When I do not choose, excuse me, when I choose indecision, I automatically invoke thousands of other decisions that will keep me indecided, undecided, in, in, indecisive. Everybody got that? All right. That's, if this is to that, now I'm gonna do that is to this. If I make a decision for poison or something that does not serve me or something that is antithetical to my burning desire, you write it any way you want. If I make a decision that does not serve my burning desire, I also make, let me change it. If I make a definite decision if I make a definite decision to choose an option that does not serve my burning desire, I also make a definite decision to forfeit my dreams.
Everybody got that? I need you to get that Tempest said the same thing Deanna said, but Tempest inversed it to definite decision. You know when you pissed off, you make definite decisions, don't you? I need you to get that the people all the time. If you suffer from anger problems, you always decide. You just always decide against your dreams. No, they gonna feel me. I'm not gonna be disrespected like that. It's the principle. You know you real man when you start clapping your hands to a beat. This isn't gonna work like that. Come on now, I'm talking to some real angry folks. Listen here, buddy. Okay. Okay. You know what we're not gonna do. Come on, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to get in some driveways. I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm doing culture, I'm doing ages. You understand? Angry people make definite decisions that are based and an emotional response that is poison. So let's land this plane. If you're indecisive, poverty. If you're decisive to poison, poverty. Some of y'all think just because you're making good decisions, I mean, excuse me, just because you're making decisions that you win it. You need to watch what decisions you're making. If I make, let me see, you know, Talisha might got a daughter in her lap, so let me, let me, let me, let me, let me family eyes this. <laughs> let me, let me family eyes this analogy I'm about to use. If I make a decision to go to Walmart and just shoot the place up, I'm probably not going to be the millionaire maker. Is that, is that pretty? That's pretty obvious, right? But I made a decision. But I'm getting better. I'm making decisions now. But those decisions don't serve my burning desire. Now, if I wanted to be famous for being a serial killer, Going to Walmart, shooting the place up would totally fit that burning desire. I'd be in jail. They make movies about me. I'd be a millionaire in jail. That's prosperity. It just ain't the prosperity I want. You got me? All right. I got plenty of motor to say, but I ain't going to do it. Uh, you know, I'm going to do one more. I'm going to do one more. I'm going to do one. My, my, I have a dad, which, of course, right, I, mean, I wasn't hatched from, you know, mold of bread or something. You know, I, I, you know, I, I know, I know this face is so perfect that it's like, you know, you know, that, that the great I am made me and then said, hey, boom, let there be. Antonio. I, I know that's what some of y'all think, but I actually have a mother and a father, okay? I was born the regular way, okay? Okay. And one day, so I'm, I'm in prison, and I'm talking to my dad, because he's still in prison. And he just dropping some knowledge, and I'm listening. And I drop some knowledge back on him. I said, man, didn't they, didn't, didn't they tell me I don't know much about him. You know, you had a calling out here to preach. 
out in the real world, that's how you talk. He said, yeah, but you're preaching in here now. He said, yeah. I said, so you mean to tell me that you didn't have no choice. You just, make a, you just didn't make a choice that served you. Because you could have been living your dreams free, but you live in your dreams in prison. Sounds like to me, you had a burning desire to live your dreams. Just didn't make a definite decision to live them in abundance. Hey, if that don't make no sense, last thing I'll say about that. Some of you are going to live your dreams and depend on people to send you commissary. Now, I'm not talking about actual prison, but why would you live your dream in a restricted situation? Some of you are living your dreams in poverty. All of us should we have burned desires? We will live our dreams within poverty, okay? Because we'll never escape poverty. The poor people you always poverty always be here. We'll be within it as a beacon of light. Some of you are just gonna be in it. Those are two different prepositions. You're gonna be old girl with the PlayStation and get the new TV all the time but you ain't got no job. Y'all just keep flipping income taxes. Why? Because you lack persistence. All right, we got questions. Go ahead. All right, all right. Got a question. I'm listening. Hold on. I'm muted because I muted and then they didn't hear you. Oh, you you got yours working? Yeah. Oh, you can't read it at the same time. Well, come over here. Come over her. That's how they talk in Dallas. That's it, St. Louis. Come over her. Are you equating making a decision with taking action? Being a serial killer, going into Walmart. First off, being a serial killer is prosperity for a serial killer. Don't get it twisted. The way you think of good and bad doesn't really work that way. If my burning desire was to be a serial killer, that's what, right? I would do things that you say is trouble, but I always expected to go to jail. Now I'm in jail famous. Now I have a fan club, okay? All decisions come with action. All decisions come with action. you're You're not catching me. I didn't say all good decisions come with action. I said all decisions come with action. See, some of you think because you didn't make a decision, because you were scared of conflict, that you didn't make a decision. No. Inaction is an action. It's just not an action that serves you. I'm trying to help somebody. Damn. You sitting still, letting life happen to you is an action and life is going to happen to you. So to whoever asked that question, all decisions 
come with action, period. Would you like me to push that further? Every second of your life, you're taking an action. Those who are successful have only created habitual methods to take actions that always serve them. It's the only difference. Every last one of us, every second of every day is making an, an action. Those who are successful are intentional about those actions and those actions always align with the great action that they desire. Let's do it this way. I need someone to be honest with me, okay? For all of this year, how many of you have spent less than 50% intentional about every last one of your actions aligning with your burning desire? Okay, I got two in front of me. Repeat my question, I'll try to repeat it more concisely. I need someone to be transparent. How many of you can say less than 50% of this year, I have been intentional with my actions aligning with my burning desire? Okay, got one online now. That's, that's it. Okay, if you struggle with unforgiveness, if you've been mad, if you've been angry, all that stuff, I'm sorry. Who in here wants to be a politician? Does anybody want to be a politician? I got you, BJ. I saw you raise. Appreciate you, BJ. Anybody want to be a politician? Anybody? Anybody want to be a politician? Nobody? Okay, nobody. BJ, you want to be a politician? Okay, BJ wants to be a politician. BJ has the right to be angry, develop hot one-liners, and not actively listen. And I'm dead serious. BJ, you have the right to be flexible in your morals, to get enough and then protect it. You have a right only to serve people who do something for you. But in public, you must claim to serve everybody. You get to do that because he wants to be a politician. Am I saying politicians are bad? No. I'm saying that's the job of a politician. Machiavelli, know when to be a fox, know when to be a lion. That is the job of a politician. Who wants to be an assassin? Right? Do you get Okay, cool. Somebody wants to be an assassin. She just made to, to a felony. That's it. Got her. Got her. BJ's a bounty hunter. BJ, go, go collect that body. We're going to split it, man. I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> I just want you to get that it's prosperity always. Just because you don't agree with the prosperity doesn't make it prosperity for that person. Did you feel me on that? An axe murderer who murdered six people is experiencing great prosperity. And they're actually going to have a great harvest gonna have a big house and people are gonna say I never would have guessed Antonio was doing that to people why 
because their motives aligned with their burning desire by default, they experience prosperity. In the end, we all get what we deserve. Now, for some of you who are too cute for jail, everybody like, well, that's me. <laughs> These curls is popping too much for jail. I can't, I understand, I understand. <laughs> she said, even if they ain't, I had straight today, I'm still too cute for jail. Prosperity is all about what you desire. Not what I want you. This, this is why any coach worth his or her salt will tell you, Daryl, I'm just a guy. I can't, at the end of the day, you are your own compass and you have a compass inside of you and no one can ever out compass. At the end of the day, I'm just a God. It's the truth. I can never speak with Evodee's voice like Evodee can speak with her own. Never. Sometimes you just know you're supposed to pack up and go to Florida. Sometimes you just know. Doesn't matter if it was temporary, that's what you were supposed to do to meet the people you were supposed to meet or you had to just get up, go 2,000 miles away from your family so you could hear what some dude online was saying. I'm just dropping this knowledge. I don't mean no harm. Okay. <laughs> but you get it? You get it? That's a cute young fella. Hey, young fella over there. Look at that. Look at that young fella. Y'all look at FOD screen. Unmute your mic. Let that young fella talk something. Let's see when you hear that young fella. Amari, you want to say hi? Uh, no. That's the way it works. Stranger danger, Amari. Stranger danger. You did that correctly. You did that correctly. Stranger danger. You know, that Brian Johnson is a bad guy. He's big and bad. All right. Do you understand that if you... Uh, aligned you mean Antonio? Wait, hold on. Time out. <laughs> that Brian John. Wait, I ain't saying that. Nah, I'm just saying. Go ahead. <laughs> your motives must align with your burning desire. When that happens, you'll always make an action, but you're always making an action. I'm going to wrap this section up by saying this one sentence You're always moving to your dreams or from your dreams that'll never change. Everything in this world is in motion, even your dreams. You're always moving to your dreams or from your dreams. You're never at a standstill. And some of you know you've wasted a whole decade on somebody you shouldn't be with in the first place. You spent the whole decade running from your dreams, I can assure you. All right, I'm gonna read something from the book. All of you know it. It says, never stop three feet from gold. I can just about prove, and, and I know everyone, I guess this ain't for everybody. So I'll just talk about me, MOD. I can just about prove 
that every time I've ever quit in my life, it was only in front of three feet from gold. Every time I ever quit in my whole life, it was only three feet from what I actually wanted. You know why I can say that? Because it don't get hard until you get close. Give me some real folk out there. I need some real folk. Antonio. Yes, ma'am. I feel like I asked this question before. Go ahead. Um, you, you just made, you just, okay. You said every time something bad happens, it's like you're three, you're only three steps from that goal, right? So if you stop, does that make you have to start all back over? Does that mean the universe is like, when you stop, you have to start all the way from the beginning to get your dreams again? Or do you, because you mentioned at first, before that, you said that you either move into your dreams or from your dreams. And you said that we're not at the step standstill. Good. You asked probably the greatest question, question all these weeks. Your question had a few divisions in there, and I'll answer all of them. Let me start with the whole, what I did not say. I did not say when something bad happens three feet from gold. And because you said that, I'm going to explain opposite here in a second. What I said was I never quit until I was three feet in front of gold because that's when things get too hard, real hard, okay? So I use the word too hard, I mean hard instead of things bad happen. But we'll come back to that. We'll put a pin in that. One of the most powerful things you said one of the most powerful things you said, you were alluding to, let's see, somebody, recall, I remember what she said. She was saying, if you stop, you stop you're all the way back over, that was it. Start back from the beginning. There is no beginning. You probably never heard this in your life. I'm fitted to just go against everything y'all have been taught. There is no beginning. There is no beginning. Neither is there no end, but I won't get too deep in that. Unless you make me, and I will. If you make me, I will. There's no beginning, FOD. It's just now. I'm sorry, Tempest looking like, don't do that. I'm about to say do it, but Tempest looking like, don't do that. <laughs> There's no beginning. You know what? Here's what we have been taught. Well, let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me continue to develop. There's no beginning. So everybody can catch up with me. You don't have to start back over from the beginning because there are no mistakes. And there is no beginning. You are already great right now somehow you let poor adults tell you grow up but when you were an infant you were the closest to being source there ever was did y'all know scientifically babies are operating at a genius level until about five You know what happens? About five is when we start trusting our parents so much, we buy into their crap. 
we start to believe, you know what? Maybe I can't do it. Maybe I won't go to the NBA. I'm too small. I told you. There's a real study. Kindergarten, you ask kids who can sing, 85% of that class can raise their hand. The next grade, it drops down to 13%. That's shameful. There is no beginning. There's only the now, Talisha. That's it. Every moment is a now moment. If, if, if this was church, I'd tell you, God can get you wherever you need to be, even if where you currently are is your fault. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. There is no beginning. Let me tell you what's wrong with the no beginning while I'm stressing that. What's wrong with the no beginning is it forces you to kill your persistence. You should, you should probably write that down. What's wrong with thinking there is a beginning is you kill your persistence. You know why? You say things like, I'm too old. This is a young folk game. I should have started when my friend started college. I, I want to talk to some young folk. I, I, I want to talk to some young folk. You're 26. Your friends got master's degrees right now, and you didn't told yourself you behind. I want to talk to you right now. <laughs> Tim said hi. I, I want to talk to you right now. You. 26 and you done food around and saw your friend at the convenience store. So how you doing, Toya? Oh man, I just graduated with my master's. That, that actually happened to me. I was 26. That actually happened to me. I was at the hood store that, and Toya actually walked through. Real talk. Dead serious. I had not been to school yet. Today, Toya is one of my clients. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I need you to get this for a second, okay? When you think there's a beginning, you start putting yourself in a place that's unworthy of you. Before I help you with what you should be thinking, let me give you another version of beginning. I gave you the old version. Um, this is a young folk game. I'm too old to go to college, right? I'm, I'm, I'm too old to go see this, that movie, unless it's Lion King, then, then, then it's like, y'all kids need to stay away from Lion King. Give us adults the first two weeks, okay? And something like that. But other than that, <laughs> so I gave you the two old versions. Then I gave you the young version. I'm behind. How many young folk right now think if you're under 30, if, you, if you're under 30 and you actually, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If you're under 35 and you think you're behind, raise your hand. Come on, come on. Don't, don't lie. Hey, remember, somebody went, well, you know, kind of sort of, not as indecisive, which means you think you behind, right? Unmute your mic. You were saying under 35. I was just clarifying, if you are 35, do you go in that category or is 34 and below? Fair question, since I'm going to mute your mic. Since I'm such a methodical person, 35 and under, okay? 
since I am such a specific person, I, I see what that question would have came to me. 35 and under, who thinks you're behind? Come on, don't lie. Don't lie. I got, I got some 50 plus on the phone right now. You can't be more, you can't be behind. They're going to tell you, boy, you're still young. Okay, so we got some me's, got me's online. Okay, got, got, got even a million at me, okay? If, you, if you're under 40 and you think you're behind, raise your hand. If you under 40 and you think you could have lived your dreams earlier, raise your hand. All right, all that stuff is wrong, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you why. <laughs> so here's why I help you out, MOD, because I, I, I look at that face, it's like, man, I'm with you. I just got this little nagging thought in the back of my head, but work it out so I can tell this nagging thought and let it go. I got you. I feel your energy. Where's Brian? I need Brian to unmute his mic. I don't care how loud your background is, Brian. I need you to unmute your mic. I'm here, doctor. There you go. Appreciate you. Now, I don't, I don't care what's going on in the background. I need me, I need me and you and your energy. Use a preacher, yes? All the time. All right, then. So check this out. Watch this here. Is it possible that Chantel has messed up her life so much that God nope. is too weak nope. to handle the timeline? Nope. I wish I had somebody. He can take care of everything. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, oh, he can't. Oh. No, he can't because I'm because I am behind. Says who? Uh, uh, wait, 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 wait a minute. I get Where all does that the Bible wait, say you're Wait, Reb, I get all that spiritual talk. I don't want to hear nothing about the Bible, okay? I don't want to hear nothing about the Bible. I'm hurting, okay? I don't want to hear nothing okay. about the Bible. I want all that spiritual talk. Real talk, I'm not where I should be. Do I have the power? Do, do I have the power to literally say that a force outside of me is so weak that because I hurt somebody's feelings, I'm behind. That don't even make sense to me. Mm. Does it, 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 it? Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Appreciate you. Because if I let him go, he gonna he go, he go, he go, he go, he go. I'm ready. I'm <laughs> well, you was a good Wait. disciple. You was you a good disciple. Let me tell you. Wait, hold on. Let me see your visual. I got my hand on my hip and everything. I'm leaving over on the couch. <laughs> Boy, you go, you, when you get to heaven, God will be like, let that boy in. He's been cheering for me anyway. <laughs> All in inappropriate places. He was, in the, he was at Walmart cheering for me. Let him in. Let him in. You, you get Appreciate you. Thank you, disciple. We gonna talk <laughs> but <laughs> you got a question? All right. Make your statement. Make your statement. No, no, no. no. Come, you got to come over here. If it's, if it's powerful, hold on. You have the power, but you're also powerfully killing your own dreams. It is. You have the powerful, but you're all also powerfully killing your own dreams. I got your tips. Hold on. No, 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 no. I'm not oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, ladies and gentlemen, I got you, everybody. Listen. You've been sold a bill of bad goods. It wasn't on purpose. But if you're gonna believe in some sort of deity or some sort of force, you, and you, if you believe that this force is omnipotent, okay, 
then you can't hold together that is this force is omnipotent until it comes to your mistakes. Did everybody, did, I'm not asking if you agree with me. Does that logic, is that logic so reasonable it's hard for you to construct an immediate argument against it? I'm not, you don't have to believe it. Have your argument against it. Have your beliefs and your theology. You're more than welcome. But is that a sound argument that you don't get the whole omnipotence until it comes to me? Everybody else gets it, but I don't. Before I call on LOD, I'll show you what that looks like. My name is Chantel, I believe, but according to the laws of physics, I messed up so bad. Physics don't apply to me no more. The laws of physics are universal, they exist, but I'm so terrible, if I jump off the building, I just fly into space. I don't even... My name is Antonio. I'm so white and privileged that gravity does not apply to me. I can jump off the inside still Empire State Building and not even break my ankles. Is that, is, that how, is that how the laws of physics work? You know what? I'm... I'm a millionaire. I can't go and I ain't go drown. You think that's gonna work? No. Because what's universal cannot be stopped, regardless of your ignorance, your guilt, your actions, or your privilege. All right, let's get some of Let's let's hear it. And I'll put a bow on that. Okay, so I'm just going to rewind a bit. So when I was not going to school and my friends were going to school and I was making decisions to drop out of school, you know, and have my children and all this kind of stuff, those were decisions that were taking me away from my dream. And now if I'm still making decisions, even though they're not as huge decisions but they're still decisions small decisions but are still taking me away from my dreams why doesn't that make put me behind if i if i would have made the right decision or decision that would take me towards my dream i would have been living my dream by now sure i will answer you with oprah okay give me one second it would make sense that i would answer you but I'm gonna use a bit of third party validation here. First off, your question was profoundly structured. You did a fantastic job asking that question. Not only was it fair, it was empathetic. And I think we all can relate. I don't, I don't see, a, I don't know a single person that wouldn't be able to relate to that. Who, who's felt like ever did? You're like, hey, that's facts, so. though. That's fair. So good job. I think that was a profoundly, that was beautiful, okay? That was beautiful. It really was. I'm not just saying it. Or actually, if you know me, I don't, I don't waste words. That's just stupid. All right, here we go. I remember the very first time I had 
shared with our audience the women's assistant, where are you on the list? In that audience, and she said, this is like competition. In 1992, in 1992, the idea of being competition was brand new. How dare she? She doesn't have children. I said, she didn't say abandon your Can't family. hear it. Okay, hold on. Let's see if I can make it. She just said, put yourself at the top that? of the list. Nurture yourself. Right. That's better. Okay, hold on. It was my headphones messing up. Here we go. I remember the very first time I had a life coach. They weren't called that at the time, but an expert on who shared with our audience, the women. She did a list and say, where are you on the list? And literally in that audience, women booed her. But she said, put yourself top of the list. 1992. In 1992, the idea of being top of the, your own list was people like, how dare she? And she doesn't have children. I said, she didn't say abandon your children and go running in the streets. <laughs> she just said, put yourself at the top of the list. Nurture yourself. Honor yourself. Stop the crazy mind chatter in your head that tells you all the time that you're not good enough. Because that's the number one, I found to, issue with everybody. Uh, at least people say, you know, how, how is that? How is it? Because you want to know, how do you measure up? Well, to know that you're just being here. You're just being here. However that sperm, bam, hit that egg. <laughs> However that occurred for you, that you're being here is such a miraculous thing. And that your real job is to honor that to honor that and the sooner you figure that out oh wow wow i'm one of the lucky ones i got to be here so how do you continue to prepare yourself to to to, to live out the highest fullest truest expression of yourself as a human being and i just want to end with this there are no mistakes there really aren't any because you have a supreme destiny when you're in your little mind in your little personality mind where you're not centered you really don't know who you are, that you come from something greater and bigger, and that we really all are the same. You don't know that. You get all flustered. You get stressed all the time, wanting something to be what it isn't. There is a supreme moment of destiny calling on your life. Your job is to feel that, to hear that, know that. And sometimes when you're not listening, you get taken off track. You get in the wrong marriage, the wrong relationship, take the wrong job. Yeah, but it's all leading to the same path. There are no wrong paths. There are not. There's no such thing as failure, really, because failure is just that thing trying to move you in another direction. So you get as much from your losses as you do from your victories, because the losses are there to wake you up. The losses are to say, fool, that is why you go to school. <laughs> so that CBS can call you. So when you understand that, you don't allow yourself to be completely thrown by a grade or by a circumstance because your life is bigger than any one experience. And if I had, I always ask people on Super Soul Sunday to tell me, what would you say to your younger self? Every person says in one form or another, I would have said, relax, relax. It's going to be okay. It really is going to be okay. Because even if you're on a detour right now, and, and that's how you know when you're not at ease with yourself, when you're feeling like, oh, 
That is the cue that you need to be moving in another direction. Don't let yourself get all thrown off, continue to be thrown off course. When you're feeling off course, that's the key. How do I turn around? So when everybody was talking about when I started this network, if I had only known, good Lord, how difficult it would be. Um, the way through the challenge is to get still and ask yourself, what is the next right move? Not think about, oh, I got all of this. What is the next right move? And then from that space, make the next right move and the next right move. And not to be overwhelmed by it because you know your life is bigger than that one thing. You know you're not defined by what somebody says is a failure for you because failure is just there to point you in a different direction. And that's all the time I got. I feel this old woman need to just clap, but let me, okay, <laughs> Chantel's clapping. Yeah, well, I'm getting ready, you feel, get ready to, uh-oh, hold on, I'm just playing in my ear. I'm getting ready to call back on you. This is your question, and by right, you have a, a right to respond. I just want to wrap up a few things in which Oprah said for everyone to have the same understanding. Oprah claimed there's a little mind and a big mind. She also claimed that failure doesn't exist. Failure is just that thing, she said, this source telling you you're just in the wrong direction. But you can't be behind because all the roads lead to the same place. At best, you're not behind, you're on a longer path. Okay? Now that, that would be what Oprah was claiming. I'm going to let you talk, Evelyn, and Chantel is on fire, and she's ready to talk right after you. Fitting, since y'all are homegirls that met in Florida. Okay, so let's roll. <laughs> I totally get everything, and that is great. I almost shed a tear. Like, I, I, I got it. Wait, wait we got to for that. Come on, we got to for that. <laughs> Look, don't ever forget this moment. I can feel your energy, and anyone else that has an awareness knows that something in you just shifted. And once you shift, you can never unshift. You're not a transmission, you're a human. Okay? Once you shift, you're going to stay there. I know people say, Well, I'm just in my season, and this season shall end. BS. Most seasons of prosperity have no end. They just have moments you go back down to the valley to get some more supplies to stay at the peak longer. Okay, keep going. But when you say long way, that means there was a short way. In all things, there is a decision that will get you the fastest, quickest, most harmonious way there. Mm -hmm. But you never make that decision from a little mind the universe knows the fastest quickest most harmonious way to get you what you desire i got you said to tell us ready right fastest quickest most harmonious way to get you what you desire but the only time that you can make the fastest quickest most harmonious decision for yourself is you have to be in alignment with the universe but little mind is never in alignment It is the opposite of alignment. 
but you need little mind to experience being human. If you were just big mind, you couldn't experience the beauty of human. You would have no wonderful human experience. You would just be God that can experience being God. Someone said earlier, I said, I would bring back up the opposite. There is opposites are just here so you can experience what you desire. There is no mistake. So there are no mistakes. You, you can't be behind. You don't have so much power to where you can knock off the power of the universe. No mistakes. A different road. And the road didn't serve you, but even that wasn't a mistake because if you were comfortable in a bad position, you would stay there. So what does the universe do? The universe gives you discomfort so you don't stay there. Even in your mistakes, there is perfection guiding you to the right path. Bryant would tell you, in your strength, and excuse me, in your weakness, God's strength is made perfect. That's it. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Even in your little mind, the universe says, this is uncomfortable, ever the move. And when you move, you're back in perfection. So wait, just, I, I'll let you respond again because I, I dominated I, right there. I'm just yeah, no. having a hard time understanding if I'm in a relationship and if I would have left the relationship, and of course, I'm not behind, but if I would have left this relationship, I would have been somewhere else. So how... Am I not behind? Because you wouldn't be evolved. Had you left that relationship when you did, you would have no substance for your motivational talks. Can I, can I okay. say a little something quick? Yeah, 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 yeah. Hold on. You, should, you, you sure can. Give me one second. You would have, hold on, Tessa, let me roll first. <laughs> you would have no, my story is marketable because it's, Terrible. Like, I, I need you to get that. And there's some stuff y'all don't even know about. There are people throwing millions of dollars at me right now for my story. Because it's trash. My story is horrible. But you know what? People wouldn't follow me if it wasn't. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't. Neither would I be marketable if it wasn't. I get speaking engagements that some of you would never be able to get, not from talent. It's because they want the guy with that terrible story. I'm on Goldcast because my story is a bunch of crap. True crap. But it was really crappy to go through. I'm not on Goldcast because I'm smart. I'm on Goldcast because I made it and I should be dead. I'm not behind. I'm rich. Go ahead, Chantel. Okay. Brian, you next. <laughs> um, this is so powerful because I'm reading this book 
and I literally just highlighted two really good points earlier today and it just y'all just listen to this real quick first one time is not a straight line that you have to walk imagine it to be a network of tunnels under a city to get from house a to house b you can use any of every many routes some longer and some shorter for example in 1930 it may have taken 30 years of hard work to make a person rich now it can take two years or less we have increased our wealth consciousness and our certainty and this lets us take a shorter path so that's the first one also increased number of right choices you make in the increase in the desires and goals you make with certainty that make you experience more at any moment of now by increasing your goals your mental images and holding them steady and certain you see more wealth that is the secret of time i just wanted to say that no that's that's powerful i have so much to say about that can you was that a print copy you had in your hand it's iBook on my okay what's, what's the name of it? yeah put, put it as close as possible maybe we can see it and then give us the name of it of the book yeah Hold on. name and author someone's going to write that down and be forever changed this this don't hit it on audio well I won't say that I can't do it on audio you got to read this feel this let it process because it ain't no joke hold up no take your time that book that book found this way into conversation because there are no mistakes. A happy pocket full of money, mm. infinite wealth and abundance in the here and now. Boom. Now we can see it. Appreciate you. Thank you very much for sharing that. And if you got, in fact, I encourage all of you, man, when the universe is in you like that, man, spill it because you only heard us when you silence your voice. Here and now, that is so powerful. I don't know what's the topic, if we were still talking about persistence or if it's about time and certainty, but what I've been learning is that when you increase your wealth consciousness, when you increase about abundance, when you learn more about abundance, when you sit more in worthiness and deserve it, and you take action on that well on your desires that's all you can get is there's you can't miss it it's all if it's that's like if you're from the street you make it in the street because you've learned so much about the hood you learn so much about how to trap how to get money you're so good at it that's why so many people from the hood they make it and they good and they chilling why because their knowledge is like this they know how to get money they know how to flip it make 500 dollars. i don't know how to do that i know a couple people that do but i don't know how to do that i'm not good at my consciousness on that level is not me now me when it comes to coaching when it comes to vibration when it comes to other things that i'm learning that i become more conscious about i can i'm good at and what i believe is that what we lack is the consciousness of wealth the consciousness of money, how to get money, how to be abundant. So when you can grow that, you can't miss it. You, you become a f fire in the hood, fire and wealth.
Did that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. You got it. <laughs> no, no, that's good. Fantastic. Brian? Can you hear me, Brian? Well, while he's coming, let me tell you what we've been yeah, doing. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm, I'm, okay. I'm here. I'm here. Okay, I'm here. Well, stay there unmuted. All this is about persistence. All I do is facilitate the conversation, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. I let you go on all your past, but I always silently bring it back to whatever the agenda is. Persistence. You can't be behind if you continue to persist. There is no bad road if you continue to persist. Everything we talked about, if you put, if you continue to persist, you'll see me in persistence. Go ahead, Brian. Um, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Uh, Chantel, that was, that was super duper powerful. Um, but I want to go back to what and add to what Antonio was saying, but on a different level or on my level, as far as how he addressed, um, Elodie and she came back with the second question. I was like, okay, well, I need to say what I, what hit me. Okay. Yes. What's today? Wednesday, Monday, I taught a Bible study and, and my title was you, you you have to go through it. And, and the whole the whole synopsis of my entire Bible study was getting us to understand that you didn't make no mistakes in your life. What happened in your life, the choices you made in your life or choices that you had to deal with, because if you didn't do it, how would you be able to help somebody else? I even equated the Bible with it. And I said, just imagine with me if you will, I'm, I'm, I'm picking out three people and I'm done because I need to put my phone on charge and talk, stay in class. But pick out three people from the Bible and I'm done. Imagine if you will, if Abraham would have never made Isaac and only said, I'm satisfied with Ishmael. We would never know the blessings or the abundance that came from that. Imagine if you will, if Moses would have actually got drowned or got killed as a baby and never was hid by a bush. We, we would never be where we are. It, it, okay, now let's go way deeper. Imagine if Jesus would have never got crucified. Imagine if he would have never went through that. Would we have faith that we have now? Would we believe how we believe now? Will we even know who Jesus is? Jesus had to go through crucifixion to show us that our choices we have to go through, but it's for the greater good because he utilizes our decisions, bad decisions to help somebody else after we've learned from the mistakes we've made. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> That's good. Fantastic. Okay, <laughs> great. Someone for me. Give me a second. Give me one second. I know what I'm going to do. Give me one second. I'm, I'm being obedient to the big mind, I should say. Let's go. Notice how when LOD asked that question, I could have answered it. But I didn't have to because, ah. Uh, over it just nailed it, right? It was, it was just crazy what she did. So hold on real quick.
human being. I just want to end with this. There are no mistakes. There really aren't any. Because you have a supreme destiny. When you're in your little mind, in your little personality mind, where you're not centered, where you really don't know who you are, that you come from something greater and bigger, and that we really all are the same. You don't know that. You get all flustered. You get stressed all the time, wanting something to be what it is. There's a supreme moment of destiny falling on your life. Your job is to feel that, to hear that, to know that. And sometimes when you're not listening, you get taken off track. You get in the wrong marriage, the wrong relationship, you take the wrong job. Yeah, but it's all leading to the same path. There are no wrong paths. There are none. There's no such thing as failure, really, because failure is just that thing trying to move you in another direction. So you get as much from your losses as you do from your victories, because the losses are there to wake you up. The losses are to say, fool, that is why you go to school. <laughs> so that CBS can call you. So when you understand that, you don't allow yourself to be completely thrown by a grade or by a circumstance because your life is bigger than any one experience. And if I had, well, I always ask people on Super Soul Sunday to tell me, what would you say to your younger self? Every person said that in one form or another. I would have said, relax, relax. It's going to be okay. It really is going to be okay. Because even if you're on a detour right now, and, and that's how you know when you're not at ease with yourself, when you're feeling like, oh, no, that is the cue that you need to be moving in another direction. Don't let yourself get all thrown off, continue to be thrown off course. When you're feeling off course, that's the key. How do I turn around? So when everybody was talking about when I started this network, if I had only known, good Lord, how difficult it would be. Um, the way through the challenge is to get still and ask yourself, what is the next right move? Not think about, oh, I got all of this stuff. What is the next right move? And from that space, make the next right move. And the next right move. Not to be overwhelmed by it because you know your life is bigger than that one moment. You know you're not defined by what somebody says is failure for you. Because failure is just there to point you in a different direction. All right. To replay it, because I wanted to get back in that vibration. Talisha, go ahead. Let me hear from you. No, I don't want to take you out the vibration, because I was about to help. <laughs> about mm -hmm. to. That's all right. Go ahead. Um, Evody, am I pronouncing it correct? Evody? I think I'm pronouncing it right. Tell me no, shake your head, yes, no, if I am not, I'm not saying it right. Evody. Evody? <laughs> you're getting closer. Evody. When I first met her, I made sure I was able to pronounce her name right. <laughs> you remember that story, Evody? <laughs> Okay, so what I want to say, when you mention about a relationship that you're in, and you mentioned how 
you, you, I think you were saying that how you stayed in it or whatever, and what if, what if it would have been different or whatever. Okay, so I'm gonna share my light on that, on that subject because I'm currently going through it. And Shannon, Tempest, Diana, all my witnesses of, they have told me so much. Felicia, keep moving forward. So you keep moving. Even Antonio, keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. But the little old me wants to do what Talisha wants to do and <laughs> end up on paths I'm not supposed to be on. <laughs> I'm going to speak on me, guys. So, <laughs> But I want to let you know, although I'm on this path, I'm, not, I'm no longer with my husband. And although I'm on this path, I'm learning so much. And that so much is about me. And if I wouldn't have gotten myself out of that situation, I wouldn't be getting to know me. There was times when Antonio, Shannon, you know, <laughs> I keep mentioning y'all because y'all know y'all been in my ear. <laughs> um, to even when I was there, Felicia, keep working on you, keep working on you. No, I wanted to work on an argument. That's what I wanted to do. <laughs> and once I left that situation and really started working on me, then I was like, dang, I think I should have, I should have did what they say. I should have just been working on me for a minute, the whole time. Nothing else would have bothered me. If you work on yourself, nothing else bothers you. It's like you, when Antonio talked about tunnel vision, you in that tunnel vision, you ain't worried about nobody else, nothing was going outside. You focus on you. And so at, I just wanted to let you know that it don't matter what choice you made, there was gonna be a point. It was gonna be a lesson out of it, regardless. I'm done. No, good, good. Thank you. Thank you. She was she was mighty stubborn. Let me, let me tell you. Evil D is saying thank you as well. She was mighty stubborn. There's a chapter in Think Grow Rich. We'll get to it. <clears throat> power, sex, transmutation. It talks about love and stuff as well. I want to quote it here, though, because it, it, when I needed it most, it showed up for me. It was about 2000. And, well, I remember the year, but I don't want to give it to you. When I needed it most, it, it, it showed up for me. <clears throat> I don't want to give it to you because if you know me, you can piece together details. I want you to piece together. It says, when you when you love is fleeting but it always comes those who become bitter about it leaving doom themselves to poverty those who appreciate that they had it and experienced it gain riches very well those who become bitter that love left, they doom themselves to poverty. Those who are grateful and become appreciative that they ever had it, get riches. Remember that. It plays a big piece in what you just said. I just want to throw it out there right now. Okay, <clears throat> Oprah. I, I put this, you know, we never left. I, Re put it up there because 
We'll have Tempest and Shannon speak. Go, Tempest. I'll just repeat what Oprah says. She's a billionaire, so we should probably take heed to her lessons. There are no mistakes. And the moment that you realize that, that there are no mistakes is the moment you become free. And the moment you become free is the moment you can travel down <clears throat> your road to prosperity. And you stop worrying about, did I do this right? Did I do that right? Did I pick the right person or did I not pick the right person? Did I stay longer than I should have or whatever? You just travel down your journey and you embrace it <laughs> and you enjoy it and you allow what comes, you allow it to happen and you accept it and you pay more attention to what feels good to you <laughs> and you release what doesn't feel good to you. You attract what's for you on your journey. But when I stop, when I go back thinking about my mistakes, when I go back thinking about I made the wrong choice, I let the wrong people in, then I'm back on the road to poverty. I'm back stumbling. I'm back stressing. And I'm back not focused on my burning desire. I'm focused on being right. <laughs> and in being right, I'm focusing on lack. And I attract more lack. And I complain about lack. And lack stays with me, sits with me, loves on me, because that's all I know. And the moment I release lack, because it doesn't feel good, it doesn't vibrate well with me, and I get back to, there are no mistakes, and I get back to my road to prosperity, <clears throat> and I let go what's not for me, and I hold on to what's for me, I get closer to my supreme destiny. And I feel that, and I vibrate at that. I go to sleep and dream about that. I wake up, and that's all I can see. And I am, pun intended, so happy and grateful for my life. Because I realize there is nothing I can do that's wrong. Because I have an ultimate destiny that's bigger than this moment. <sighs> bigger than this breakup bigger than this disagreement, bigger than this wrong choice. I keep traveling down my journey and I enjoy it and I give thanks for it. And I keep traveling down this journey and I am happy for it and I give thanks for it until I reach my ultimate burning desire. There it is. There it was said perfectly. Greatly, perfectly. Shannon? Texas says she's available. Shannon, can you hear me? Not we'll wait for. I think it's worth. I think it's worth understanding, knowing, and just staying in the vibration that you just can't mess this up unless you quit. That's the only way. 
if you persist long enough, you get it every time. <clears throat> if you persist long enough. When I realized that life freed up for me because you have to you have to figure it this way you have to figure it that i don't you have to figure it that i just never really had a shot no no complaints just never really had a shot and i never really had faith like i, I don't i've never really had a reason to have faith so if you hear me talk it's not normally based in faith. It's based in logic. Because it was not faith that got me out that trash can. This isn't a diss to faith. I just need you to get that my life, I, I, didn't, I didn't get to believe my way out of it. Now, looking back, I can say, well, it was a form of faith, or it was faith, or it was belief. But that's not what a six-year-old kid was processing. Please know, I was not six going, you know, he died on the cross and I'm pretty sure that if, I, I just wasn't doing that. I just wasn't. I had no, I just wasn't. I was not, you know, preaching sermons at six. It just wasn't. It just, it just wasn't. It was faith for me. I mean, it was logic for me. And that's why I'm so logical um, today. And when I realized that I cannot logically put myself behind my life so much that I can't enjoy my life, I freed everything up for me. When I realized that the prison I had on me was because I was thinking I was behind, I got out of prison by thinking nobody around me is smarter than me. Whoever created, created Zoom, I have no idea. They're not smarter than you. I need you to get to the platform that we're using to communicate this course. They're not smarter than you. Napoleon Hill is not smarter than you. At best, he was a great researcher. Great pensman. Steve Jobs, not smarter than you. Antonio T. Smith Jr., not smarter than you. Our problem is we compare too much. <clears throat> Far too much. Okay, Shannon is here. Shannon, hit us with some knowledge. Hello, everyone. Uh, just riding off of the energy of what Antonio was just speaking about as far as comparing. Um, the moment that I began to live my dream was when I stopped comparing myself to my team. When I stopped comparing myself to other people that may be in a trash can, when I stopped comparing myself to people that were 
maybe outside of a, um, a trash can, when I just stopped comparing. And when I stopped comparing, it forced me to just focus on me. What is it that I need to do to where I can focus on me? Because when I began to focus on me, the world changed. Not my world, but the world. When I began to focus on me, when I went after what it was that I said that I wanted, that's when the world changed for me. When Antonio pointed at the airplane in the sky in his garbage can and imagined himself there, that's when the world changed. Now, at that time, he was a child. But when you look at him today, the pointing he did at six gave him the prosperity that he has at 36, if I have his age correct. I could be wrong. I could be off by a couple of years. I'm a, I'm a sexy at, 37, but thank you, Okay, man. look at that time frame. Negate the sexy, but look at that time frame. He was a child and pointed. He's an adult and in prosperity. Sometimes when you stop comparing, you want something to happen instantaneously. You gotta put in work. You gotta put in as much work as a six-year-old has to put in to become 37. And a lot of times we lack persistence because we lack patience. You can't want prosperity when you're not patient enough to realize that you have work to do. You have work to do. And the beginning of that work, the start of that work, the antecedent behavior to prosperity is to stop comparing. Stop saying, I'm not where she is. I'm not where he is. I don't do it like her. I don't do it like him. Because she's one of my best friends, I'll use Grace. Grace used to always say when we were younger, Shay, why I don't get it like you? Why I don't understand things like you? Now that she's living her dream, my friend haven't asked me that in years. Why? Because she's living her dream. So she trusts her intellect. She trusts her gifts. She don't have to compare herself to me anymore because she became grace. Become you and you'll stop comparing yourself to others. That's all I got. Okay. Shannon is the greatest speaker in the ATSJR companies. I'm just telling you all right now. I'm just telling you. Okay. I'm just telling you. All right. I want to take you on another ride. Okay. Uh-oh. 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 Uh-uh. 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 Let that come out. Uh-uh. Tempest is about to say something. I'm muting. I am muting my mic. So she has no choice. Wow, oh, fine. I just stop comparing yourself. That just when she said when she stopped comparing, she started living her dreams. I felt that so much because I I was there too. Everybody looking at Antonio, I'm working just as hard. Nobody's noticing me. I'm in Houston working hard, and everybody in the office is giving Antonio props and not noticing the work that I'm putting in. Mm. 
or everybody defaults to Antonio, but guess who the answer belongs to is me. You know what I mean? So I, I used to compare myself to Antonio and then I used to compare myself to people who was always in his face. You know, everybody get Antonio time. I'm here on Wednesdays and Saturdays for a couple of hours. And it caused friction between me and Antonio, me and a couple of team members. And one day I was like, you know what? It don't matter. I'm in Houston for a reason, <laughs> right? Other people are coming to me for advice. Other people are coming to me. And it doesn't matter. If they come to him or they come to me, we still getting paid. We still going. <laughs> we still whatever. And I'm still, excuse my language, I'm still who the hell I am if you show up to me or not. So I feel that comparison because we look at each other and think they have a better life. If you just start living your life, your life would be better too. And I had to receive that this year. And I had to release some hard feelings, harsh feelings I have for some people because of that. And when she said it just made me realize we do get stuck in comparison. And that takes us away from our burden desire. That keeps us in poverty. That keeps us complaining. When all we have to do is focus on the person in the mirror, not the person to the left or the right of us. She said, you can unmute your mic now after she muted her mic. All right. Persistence. Shannon had to become persistently consistent with Shannon. It's the only way. Tempest had to persistently say, this isn't serving me. Not until she believed it, but until her actions followed her belief. I said a whole lot right there. Some of you are going through the, you're changing your mind and you believe and you wonder why stuff ain't showing up because all you did was change your mind and believe. Now your actions, which your actions are the greatest form of your belief or the physical manifestations of your beliefs. They have to start planting seeds now. See, I'm a logical person. I tend to relate everything back to logic. Is that a good thing? No, because you know what? It doesn't really work in relationships. Let me just tell you that right now. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. I'm just telling you. you I don't want to hear that. I, I, you know what? You're right. You don't deserve to hear that. What works for me brings me to the highest expression of myself. But it don't fit on BJ. Right now, somebody should be hearing what I'm saying now. You know, me and Anthony Lee are cool, you know, but I'm not, I'm not him. And he's not me. And that's perfectly okay. Because I wasn't meant to be him. And I don't want to be him. No, I really like being me, FOD. Right now, there are people of great stature that love themselves and lift people up. There are also people of great stature that never learn to love themselves. So they step on people 
to stay where they are. You know, I just like being me. Something I've learned, I'll share with you now. And we're entering into the second to last phase of this call. Persistence. Let's go for it. Favorite. Favorite. Can you hear me when I say that? Favorites. I was a kid with a dream, and I was a little kid that wasn't afraid to dream as big as I could. I said to myself, I'm going to do this, and no one stopped me. You know, whatever you want to do in life is possible. Those goals that I thought about every single day kept me coming week after week and year after year until I was able to accomplish it. I think there were so many people who doubted things that I wanted, and I believe that I could achieve. You know, I believe that I could go into 2008 and be perfect. I believe that. Never give up. And I, I never have. And nobody ever should. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. There always going to be ups and downs, but I think it's really how you get back on your horse and keep going forward. People don't make excuses. Some of the best athletes, the greatest athletes in the world, do things when they're uncomfortable. You know, everybody can compete when they're feeling good, happy, excited, rested. But it's the best people who can overcome when they're tired, sore, not in the great mind, you know, not in the best mindset. And I think mental power that the greatest athletes have can push all the pain aside. There were times where I put, you know, I've been put in uncomfortable situations, but I've used my mental power, my mental strength to push through it. For me to, to become the person who I am today, uh, I found myself in the darkest possible place that any human being could go. No matter what kind of mood I'm in, no matter how many hours of sleep I've, I've had, no matter what, I know if I'm prepared, nothing else matters. something you want it that bad you'll make sacrifices I've had some ups and downs throughout my whole entire career uh, and, and if you ask me today if I would change it uh, I wouldn't you have the combination of mental physical emotional toughness if you have every one of those that's what makes you great Honestly, I want to tell you a story about me in 2008 
summer 2008. Summer 2008, I was a loser trying to become a winner. I was going through a divorce. (sighs) I had the whole police department of a small town on my back because the person I was divorcing worked for the police department. And it was just a terrible thing. I didn't know what to do. I called my big brother that I didn't even meet till I was 14. I didn't even meet my big brother till I was 14. I called him up. He lives in Katy, Texas, which is a affluent city. I would say sitting in the middle of Houston, but it's really on the outside of Houston. Yeah. <laughs> it's like China away from here. And he's in this $350,000 house he drew himself. Had built, he's a computer programmer, has no job. He just contracts himself out and he has a bachelor's and computer programming and a master's in instructional design of computer programming. So he used that to his advantage. At the time, he needed $8,000 a month just to be broke. His house was so beautiful, his, his possessions were so beautiful in order for him to just get by and be broke with no food, he needed $8,000. I call him up, January 2008, I roll out, I, I joined DeVry, you've probably heard of it. Online school, but I don't wanna go online, I wasn't used to that and I ain't had no computer at the time either. Find a job in the area, go to DeVry, two miles away from the house off Clay Road. <laughs> and I go to DeVry. You know what I do? I take up computer programming. I hated that crap. With a passion, MOD. Hated it. I got a 4.0, something, something, something close to it. Hated every minute of it. Immediately say, you know, I can't do this. I also get to my brother's house and I realize I don't want his life. I had the better life. This is a true story. We got the same dad, but different moms. He didn't grow up like me. He was valedictorian, that's no more, right? Of his, of Hitchcock, Texas. It's a true story, and always number one. He's got these pretty little baby dolphin teeth. You know, they, they say they line up perfectly. They just and and they don't even stain. You know, they're you know God white. You know, they just they're from the heavens. Like the pearly gates is in his mouth every time he opens his mouth, and and. He's, he, he was always the cute one too. You know, once people find out about me, is uh, I, I wish I had somebody that was a black sheep with a family. You know, I'm talking to you right now. And he's always the cute one. You know, everybody, Tony's cool, but Chris, girl, Chris is fine. One of my aunts even asked me, this is a true story. What happened to you? Your brother's doing so great. I was not. I was not. 
I got behind the scenes and realized I didn't want anything to do with his life. Not to say it was bad. I just realized that what was for him did not fit on me. It didn't. First off, I didn't even like upstairs, downstairs house. I didn't even know that until I got there. Secondly, he threw a party every Friday. Because when you're the man, you got to show people you are. The mere fact he had to make so much money just to be broke, I was like, holy crap, something about that just seemed wrong. Although $8,000 a month to me now is pennies, but nevertheless. And I realized, forget not knowing who I am, I didn't like me. And in the summer of 2008, August to be exact, uh, August 8th, 2008, to be exact, 8-8-8, the Summer Olympics come on. And I really liked the Olympics because on August 2nd, 2000, I didn't get to see the Olympics. I went out to the Army. And you can verify these dates. August 2nd, 2000, the Army started. I mean, the Olympics started, I had to go off. And I missed the next 50 years of my life, it seems like. So now August 8th, 2008, is my first Olympics I ever get to see. And I hear about this guy named Michael Phelps. Never heard of him. Apparently, it's a big deal. He's going perfect. At least that's his goal. And if I tell y'all that my brother didn't have no cable, or at least not upstairs, because he was, he was a bachelor. It was all the stuff was downstairs. If, if I tell you that I've found a little air channel, two or three, or CBS, this is 2008. We're no, I wouldn't even know Facebook. I ain't doing Facebook in 2009. I'm looking at the Olympics through the fuzziness and the, you know how the, the little rainbow stuff go? And a and Michael Phelps and his pursuit to perfection changed my life. It, it was dead serious. August, September, Hurricane Ike would hit. I would never be the same again. One month after these Olympics, I would never be the same again. While losing everything in, in Ike, because I'm in Houston, but Hurricane Physical smash where I'm from, so I go back to protect some loved ones and lose everything because I went back. All I could think about with these Olympics and this crazy guy named Michael Phelps that went crazy perfect, that don't make no sense. And all I could think about was how he should not have won. He shouldn't have. He should not have. Because you don't just do first, second, third. You, know, you don't just swim. No, you got to do the prelims, the semis, and the finals. The dude would get out the water. And 45 minutes later, have a gold medal swim meet. I don't know about you, but I've swam and tasted my lungs at this point and burning in my back. And all I can think about is his persistence and how he got it because he was persistent. I kid you not, to this day, I have an affinity for Michael Phelps. 
because when I was a loser, and I'm not, I'm not for the candy coat. I was a loser. Okay. I, I was a loser. None of you would have wanted to date me. I was a loser. And when I went looking for my brother's example, I found Michael Phelps' example. I'm telling you, and if you can just be persistent, you get everything you want. I know it goes against your teachings, but you know what? It's poor people who taught you. You should probably go against those teachings. All those people that told you to pray, it'll come. Has it come yet? Am I telling you not to pray? No. But if you, if you pray and don't persist, you might as well be doing affirmations you don't believe in because that's exactly what it is. To pray and not to persist. A prayer is affirmations. And to affirm something but have no appropriate actions behind it will never get you to be successful. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me, hear me very well. If you persist, you will get everything you want. I'm not joking. If you simply persist, well, you know what, Antonio, I made the wrong decision. How can I, how can I still make it? I made the wrong decision. If you persist, life is going to get you out of that wrong decision. Someone's going to run up on you and say, you know what? You got a good heart. Let me tell you, you're doing the wrong thing. Let me turn you this way. But nobody turns a lazy person. Why are you trying to be a motivational speaker if you're not trying to be the best? Why are you trying to be a coach with no humility? Whatever it is that any of you are doing, if you're not doing it, better than anyone else start working at it if your goal is not to be number one in your burning desire you are honestly living a life that's not worthy of you to piggyback off of bryant old real when i was a sinner i did that number oneness let me tell you I never drank vodka halfway. I'm just telling y'all right now. I ain't never halfway went to the club, FOD. Never in my life, BJ, have I halfway flirted with somebody. I ain't never halfway been a loser in my life. I did loser all the way. Now that you didn't try to change, you're going to halfway be a winner? Really? You was, you was 100% lazy, 100% angry. How many of you, how many of you halfway unforgives people? Please point, point this person out for me. Those of you with anger issues and forgiveness issues, how many of you halfway had anger issues? <laughs> Tim's like, what is that? How many of you halfway had a problem with somebody? 
That's it. <laughs> so say, how would you know if I need to all the way have a problem with you so you can know? I never halfway punched the wall or slammed the door. Never. I never halfway cussed somebody out. Oh, you, I mean, it was, when I pronounced my cuss words, they were over enunciation. Oh, you was going to know that these were being communicated to you. But when I was trying to change, it was Michael Phelps that made me realize I'm changing mediocrely. It was Michael Phelps that made me realize I wasn't shooting for perfection. Do you understand how insane you have to be? You, do, do you understand how insane you have to be to do five events? No, six events, I think I did. Six events in the Olympics. The Olympics, for God's sake. When he was almost too old and say, I'm going perfect. I, I don't think you understand how stupid that thought process is. Not to him. To him, he was chasing stupid. Winners call it perfection. Average people call it stupid. Why would you put your body through that? That's stupid. Why are you writing? That's stupid, FOD. Why are you writing speeches and you ain't got no engagement? That's stupid, Jerome. Why you spend that much money to follow him? Winners call it investing. I have over 300 keynotes that I have not performed yet. I have over 300 keynotes that I have not delivered. <clears throat> Would y'all like to know something else crazy? Actually, I won't say it because I want you to believe it. Tempest, unmute your mic. Tell them how many keynotes I have repeated. None. Also tell them how many times I speak a year. I don't have a number. <laughs> Thank you. Like well over 300 times a year since she's known me. Actually, it was over 100 times a year, and you pushed me over 300, her work and effort. I don't repeat keynotes. The people who know me know I have, I have, Tip has created me, was it three-inch binders? That's probably bigger than that. Three, I have four three-inch binders of keynotes slash sermons and all sorts of stuff. That's before I went digital. I don't repeat any. That, that don't make no sense, man. That's stupid. Not to me. I'm not trying to be regular. And I don't want BJ to follow me and hear the same crap. I'm going for number one perfection. I'm going for number one perfection. Some, some, some of you motivational speakers, you ain't, you, you, cause you, you, you should have, no, 
because I'm talking, but you should have turned over a chair in excitement or something. Because I'm crazy enough. Let, let me tell you something. I'm crazy enough to take on a major engagement and have never, ever delivered what I'm about to speak. You know what? Wayne Gretzky never hit the puck before he got there. It's a different puck. Michael Jordan never won six championships before before he won six championships. Tom Brady never threw that football before he held that football. Look, it is what it is. You agree, disagree all you want to. I'm telling you, when you're persistent, people are going to call you stupid. And you know what? <laughs> I am stupid. That's why I win. Because, because regular things inside the tribe, they're always accepted. Anything inside the tribe and tribal thinking is always accepted. The moment you go outside the tribe is the moment it's stupid. The moment you say, I'm going six for six in the Olympics, that's stupid. First off, you, feel it, you don't want to just come out to the club with us? No. Four years from now, I have a goal. Bro, that's four years from now. That ain't got nothing to do with me. How many of you can delay your gratification right now to be the best speaker alive four years from now? Because that's my goal. Let me tell you something. If you don't know nothing else about me, anybody you look up to, I'm coming for. In my own lane. I don't even pay attention to them. Because there is no competition. I would literally be on the front row, pay for a ticket, and cheerlead the very person I am coming to dethrone. Because I ain't got no time to be average. I'm too persistent. The ATS Business University is going to be one of the biggest things to ever exist in this world. Because every god doggone day I get up and I build this stuff. Every day. Forget my team for a second. You know how easy it is for me at this point to push everything off on Tempest and the team do what they do. They in a routine. You know how easy it is for me not to be hands-on? I have plenty of excuses. I got to write. I got to pump out this book. I can't. I can't jump on that call. Do it yourself. You got to learn. Nope. I'm Michael Phelps in the water. I'm not even paying attention to y'all. These goggles are on. I'm going to hit that line. And if you ain't on my team, you can't get this gold medal. I do. I do want you to medal. It just won't be the gold one. I am in no competition with anybody. But 
every single day I get up, I'm not trying to be 1% better. I'm trying to be 100% better. For some of you, this don't make no sense. You know, here I am, I'm arrogant. I'm not arrogant. I'm hungry. And I'm confident about being hungry. I am a walking contradiction. In one respect, I absolutely care what you think about my legacy and how I make my money. In another respect, I don't give a damn about your opinion. I do not. Because there's a fine line between pleasing you and people pleasing. Only thing I can do is hit my goals. The bigger I get, the more famous all of y'all get. At some point, you want to be able to say, that guy coached me, and someone says, oh, no, you come on do the styles and personal engagement. You want Exxon Mobil calling you because you dropped my name. And if that don't happen, I ain't did it well enough. And if you're not thinking that way, you're not wrong. You're just not hungry. I don't know how, I, I just don't get how you are. I just don't get how you are a God and lazy. You can't hold both. Your job is to understand one thing for the next 90 seconds, next, next 180 seconds. Just one, th one thing. Don't take no faith to be persistent. It takes stupidity to be persistent. Some of y'all so smart, you quit so often. Since you so doggone smart, you knocked out your persistence. You know every way this is not going to work. Look at you with your smart quitting self. Oh, you so smart. You proved it. You proved it. You got it. You got a poor harvest because you're so smart. You know these people. They play video games all day and drop mad knowledge while smoking weed. They smart. They mad smart. They, 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 they gifted. Oh, they, they will wow you with something. It won't do nothing. You know these people. Ladies and gentlemen, hear me, hear me very well. You have to be ignorant to be persistent. Ignorant, word for word, is the condition of being ignorant, word for word, is the condition of being uninformed, uneducated, or unaware. That means you need to be uninformed about what's holding you back, uneducated about how you can't get it, and unaware that your butt is behind. Until you do that, you're going to be a really smart failure. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plan better. You can dominate.
Whew. Thank you, everybody. Appreciate you. We'll see you next week. We love you as always. And oh, we see you before next week, Thursday, for some of you, uh, will be with us. And get my book, if you don't mind. Yes. Yes. So happy and grateful. Love you, Phil. So happy and grateful is coming out February 5th. It's on pre-order right now. And guess what? I'm stupid. I'm going for a million copies sold. I'm being ready to take the ATS Business University, which is mentioned in the book, to another level. So when Jerome dropped my name, somebody gives him $10,000. All right, everybody. See you later. Appreciate you. Love you.